Hi, this is Victoria Miracle and Purposeful Woman Podcast. My goal for this podcast is to bring you the best information from the brightest woman in the world. Let's go. Hello and welcome, Elizabeth Pampalon. <laughs> Am I pronouncing hey, it correctly? That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's so right. Elizabeth is an international speaker, successful entrepreneur, and expert marketer with over 20 years of experience. Her innovative approach helped overwhelm business owners and burn out nonprofit directors to achieve success and freedom through the power of absolute marketing. Hi and welcome, Elizabeth. And hey, I'm so so excited to have you here with us, marketing. So tell us a little bit more about yourself and how did you started this journey with the marketing? Well, I actually started my business 13 years ago, so a while back, and I was doing my own marketing, and I realized that. I didn't have time to do all of it and be in two places at once, basically. So I created some formulas for myself. And once I created those formulas, I started realizing that other people were asking me, well, how do you do it? How are you doing these things? And I was like, well, it's, it's easy, you know, and I started sharing that information. I basically realized that I had a whole nother company there with just that. And uh, I started my agency and that's what I do today. So today I help small businesses and nonprofits to build the year of marketing in five days. Yes. Amazing. So tell us a little bit more. I would love to hear your story. Like, where are you from? What, like, how did you came to the work that you do? And then we'll talk about marketing. All right. Yeah. So I actually started uh, when I was a kid, my mom owned several businesses and I would help her sell things. She sold scrapbooking supplies at one point. She was doing, she did basket weaving for a long time and she wrote a book about that. So I would help her sell things. She had a lot of a couple home-based businesses when I was growing up. And I just really fell in love with the way that people buy and like why they make decisions they do. And then I went to college for programming. I became a website programmer. And then I went into software developing, which I hated. And from there, I actually ended up going through a divorce at the age of 21. I lost everything, kind of just started, had to start over from zero. And when I did that, I was able to start my own business from that point. And that's what happened about 13, 14 years ago. Wow, that is, that is so cool. So why, okay, I wanted to ask you how, how do you do this? You said you do this in five days. So who do you work with and what is it marketing to you? So I work with mostly women entrepreneurs and I find that I kind of filled my own need and I'm in my own demographic. So, <laughs> and with marketing, I really feel like it's something that you need to do, but it shouldn't take up all your time. It shouldn't be all consuming because there's so many other things as a business owner that we need to do. And especially if you're starting out, it can be so overwhelming and you might think, oh, I've got time. I need, I need to learn all this stuff. But there are easier ways. There are people who have basically reinvented the wheel. You know, like we don't still use horses for travel anymore. We use cars and planes and things like that. So I feel like as long as you can take advantage of what other people have done and made simple, then it's really, really helpful. And I do that with people that I follow as well. So I'm always learning new tricks and stuff as well. 
Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit more. What what is your favorite platforms? What do you think about you know, all, all the platforms that we are on and what is your approach to being on those platforms? So I actually do an entire day on social media and I actually believe you should be on the two to three that are the right ones for you. And that means where your demographic is. A lot of people don't pay attention to that and they don't look at where their demographic is. So they end up kind of getting lost in Instagram or getting lost on Pinterest and really they shouldn't even be on those platforms to begin with because their people aren't even there. So I really believe in focusing on the two to three that are really going to make the most sense for you and give you the biggest return. Mm -hmm. So what, what's the difference between all those platforms? Let's break them really down. the audience, the audience. So it doesn't matter which platform it is. It could be Instagram, could be Snapchat, could be uh, TikTok. It doesn't matter, but it's, who is the audience they're mainly serving? Like if you're not aware, Instagram serves women under 35 as a majority user. It's about 75% of their users. So that may not be your audience, women under 35, but it might be. And if it is, then you definitely need to be on Instagram. But if it's not, you probably shouldn't even bother with Instagram at this point because your audience isn't even there. Yes. And on the Facebook, I will speak a little bit more on that. It's Instagram is for, you know, entertainment. And there's a lot of people who are, they want to see entertainment. So if you are like, let's say in entertainment industry and your people are most visual and you want to show the examples and that's what you do. You, for example, you branding coach or something. Pinterest, Instagram will be the platforms, right? Well, then the Instagram, again, it's the demographic. It's serving a certain type of person. So millennials, and, Gen Z's, it's a younger demographic. And right, right. And it's also people don't follow people on there. So they follow brands. Yeah. And they follow large brands. So it's not necessarily so much entertainment, but it kind of ends up being that. But it does have to do with lifestyle branding. So like Kim Kardashian is not a person anymore. She's a brand. Like, <laughs> you know, she's become a brand. She is a brand. And even though she's in the entertainment industry, she has a lifestyle. So she shows what bag she has. She shows what she's eating today. She shows what program she's using. Like she's going to share that information because she's a lifestyle brand. And people want to live that lifestyle or have that lifestyle. So then they kind of follow her for that reason. So if you are in the fashion world, if you're in that, you know, even the photography, the boudoir, the like what, that kind of like, like you said, kind of entertainment, but really on that lifestyle fashion type end of things, that's where you see a ton of engagement. That's where you see a ton of people utilizing it and really flourishing with it. But if you're not in that space, it's going to be much harder. And there is a right one or two or three that are out there for you. And so really you need to focus on those. And the return is also different. So Pinterest, well, Facebook is like a 30 minute light lifespan, but Pinterest is like a three month lifespan of a post. And so a lot of people don't know that. I actually wrote a book, uh, an ebook about that. And I have that in my free community, but like I, I really get into that part of it. And a lot of people say, well, what's the best one or which one should we use? I, no, like, and you know, you have to pick the right ones, but then you have to know what you're talking about when you put stuff on there. You're not just putting stuff up and hoping it works, you know, cause then that goes back to your brand. So yeah, there's a lot of moving pieces, but there's not really a right one that I would say is like for everybody. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I wanted to break that down because a lot of us right here, there, we are just 
they're learning on how to build the business. So it's, I think it's very important to understand your audience. Like Facebook, it's all about community. It's all about the tribe and, you know, moms, they're all like mostly in there. LinkedIn, it's all about work. Like it's fast and easy. Like what do you have? I need it or I don't need it. Like sell me or don't sell me. <laughs> it's all about the fasting. And of course the demographic, it's so important. What do you think is the best way to put yourself out there, right? How, what do you, how do you navigate through social medias and do you do writing? Is it the longer post or is it shorter now? Is it a video or is it just you figuring out for yourself, right? Yeah. So, you know, this goes back to your brand and it goes back to who you're speaking to, why you're speaking to them and who they actually are, you know, and what their lifestyle is like. I've had people ask me too, like, when do I post? Not just what do I post, but when do I post? And it goes back to all the lifestyle of the people you're working, you're trying to attract and trying to work for. You don't want to be putting things out at 9am in the morning when the, that's when they're getting their kids off to school. That's when they're trying to get the house cleaned up before, you know, they get their day started, whatever. They might actually be more into your post at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> that might be actually when they're on their phone, they're scrolling, you know, and that might be the best point for them. That might not be the best point for someone who is working in an office and they have to get up at 6 a.m. and they're not, they're in bed by 11. Like they're not even, you know, looking at their phone. So there's different lifestyles. And so that comes down to also, what are you posting? Are you writing stuff? Are you, you know, I don't believe in those long posts. They drive me nuts. Like those really long, like here's a post and it has 20 million. Like you have to see it's more. Like, you know, like, if I want to read the book, I'll grab a book. <laughs> but right. If I'm right. on social media, I, I can't read it. Even emails when they're way too long. I know some people do, but I don't feel like this is a, what's going on in social media. It might be going on maybe an email. Okay. But like book. Yes. <laughs> but right. not on Instagram. And like blog, you know, like on a blog, like if you're going to write that much, it should be in a blog post because then you can utilize that content way more than if it was just in Instagram or just on Facebook. So, you know, you don't want to just pigeonhole your content and say, okay, I spent like 30, 40 minutes, maybe an hour on this post. And then Facebook only lets it live for 30 minutes. That's not helpful. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you definitely want to make sure that you're also looking at what your audience is doing, what they need, answering their questions and not being afraid to reuse content. Oh yes, repurposing. I'm a big fan of repurposing and you know we are going to repurpose this interview as well and others and uh, to the blog post, maybe some, you know, the tips and stuff. So how do you, let's come from that angle. I wanted to give some really practical advice for all of who is with us today. What, how do they search for that content, right? A lot of people come to me and I do marketing too and they're like, oh, I just don't have that many ideas. Like I don't, I need to come up with everything new. Like you are the queen in it. So how do you do this? Where do you search look, for those content ideas? Yeah. I look back at what they've already done. And a lot of people, even if they're just starting, they've already done something, right? They've already realized that they need to be in this profession in this situation, but they, that means they've actually done something before that, right? They've worked with someone, family members, you know, whatever that is. And so they have stories that they have insight. They have had people ask them questions about what they do. And this is going to help them to get that content. So maybe they tried to sell somebody something at one point and that person was like, no. And maybe they were like asking them a million questions and they were still no. 
But that's good because that experience is going to help you say, okay, what objections did they have? What questions were they worried about? Was it my price? Now I need to explain to people on my website, people in my social media, as part of my brand message, why my price is the way that it is. What am I bringing? What's the value? And so if that's a question, if that's an objection, you can answer that in social media 10 times in a year because you are not going to have the same people in the beginning of the year that you have in June or July or October. So repeating yourself in that way and saying it again and repeating it in maybe a different wording or whatever you want, you can sometimes repeat it verbatim, same way. And it's going to help to repeat that. And so people are know, know that no matter what stage they come in. And a lot of times that message is the same. You don't have to change that messaging as you go. Like I know, you know, you want to change that message as it happens, but sometimes there's those messages that you, that are the same. They're the same, that you're going to say the same thing every time. And it's because they are those solid evergreen foundational pieces that it doesn't matter what year it is, what's going on. Branding is still branding. Social media is pretty much still social media. Um, email is still email. And there's tried and true things that work. And there's tried and true things about your business, about every business that are always going to be there. And that's what you really want to bring forward to create a lot of content quickly. And it's all up here. You just have to learn to access it and ask yourself the right questions or work with somebody that can ask you those right questions. Mm -hmm, absolutely. All right. So what is your best tips right now during the COVID? What do you see working in our marketing? And the most of us here, I know it's most of the coaches, consultants, energy experts, healers, and yeah. all the expert service-based industry. So what, what works right now? What do you see on the market? Welcome to our short break where most people creating great content but not creating a great opening line so no one sees it, the actual content. Let your content be seen by start using a proven pre-written set of highly opening first lines in our content matrix so you can attract more hot leads and convert more clients. Go to purposefulday.com forward slash easy content and get your 2021 content calendar using coupon code word podcast to get $10 off. And now we go back to our guest. Definitely consistency. That's the main piece. And the problem with that is that a lot of people will get on a roll. January 1 comes around. It's New Year's resolution <laughs> and they'll be good to go. Or they'll be, they'll come to an event like this and they'll hear me speak and they'll hear you and all the other guests and they'll be like, yeah, I'm on it. We're doing this. And then three months go by, even three weeks go by and it's like, okay, it's Christmas. I'm busy. I forget it. You know? And so consistency is important. And if you can get a lot of content done ahead of time and do it in one block, a whole three months, a whole year, whatever you want to try, then you can actually move forward and then, you know, go out and do all the other things you have to do and talk to all the other people you have to talk to. But the actual content itself right now is about sharing what you, who you are, what you do, and who you're serving. Because sometimes people might not even know what you do. I actually have known this guy for 10 years, almost, and he, I've seen him at networking. And I've seen him all over the place. We've been colleagues, right, for a long time. And the other day, he sends me an email and he says, hey, I just want to see how you were doing. I said, I'm doing great. He said, I just launched my new website. I was like, great. So I went to look at it. He does home remodeling. I had no idea. I had no idea what this man did for 10 years almost. And I'm sitting here going, 
this is the power of being clear and telling people what you do, even though you might assume that they know, because he would show up to networking meetings sometimes in a suit and sometimes in construction clothes, <laughs> like he'd been on a job site. And I was just like, and this man is amazing. He's, he's an adorable man, but he never was able to articulate that message. And I saw him so many times at so many meetings. And so it's kind of like with social media, even though people might see your posts all the time, they might not actually know what you do because they might not have read that one post you posted in January. They might've joined yesterday, you know? So re being repeatable and telling people again what you do. And even if you think, oh, it's too much, my people are gonna get annoyed with me that I keep telling them what I do and they already know. No, they're gonna forget, let me tell you. <laughs> especially if you have a lot of services or if you have a lot of things that you're doing, especially if you add new things along the way and you posted about it one time in July, but you haven't reposted about it recently. Those kind of things are really helpful. So go back and look at what is your base? What is your core? And start reposting those pieces. And that's really going to help with the consistency. And it's also going to help you with that message and making sure your message is the same and solid. Absolutely. So what I'm hearing you saying, it's right. It's really make that point in your post who you are and don't be afraid to be repeatable. Repeat yourself repurpose stuff because I feel repurposing is the most powerful thing. And I can tell you, I've been sticking through other people, big brands names like profile until like years back, just out of curiosity and see, and I see the same pictures posting on Instagram and like the same content, just a little bit change, different headline, different call to action. And yeah. we can talk about this too. It's like, it's so amazing. Once you really learn that, and start to practicing, you can, you start to see on other people's profiles exactly that what they're doing. They don't spend their time on creating content every day. A lot of people, you know, told me that I'm like every day I'm spending two hours of creating content. And recently I, I talked with a client, I was like, whoa, you girl, you gotta get my course because this is way too much. You gotta learn how to repurpose. Awesome. So I wanted to also talk like how what is it too annoying with the offers and what is it, you know, that balance of what's the balance of a content that we want to put out there? So the, really the balance is people are always like, oh, 20%, 20% sales, 80% education. That's kind of like been the tried and true. That's what everybody says. I actually don't believe that. I feel like what ends up happening is people take it too far. <laughs> and they go way off the deep end. And what they do is they don't sell at all because they're afraid. They don't want to oversell and they don't even want to do the 20%. So I feel like the balance really comes to how can I sell you without selling you? You know, and this comes through telling stories. This comes through getting, you know, information to people that's maybe not from you, maybe from other people, like doing posting from other websites and things like that. But you're also basically saying, hey, I'm an expert, but I'm also going to bring you other experts like you're doing with this. And that's really powerful. And that's a great balance as well, because it's not just the Elizabeth show all the time. It's like Elizabeth, oh, she knows Victoria and she's amazing. You should talk to her too. <laughs> and so that's kind of a great piece of balance as well. But I feel like as long as we make sure we're intentional with the sales, it really, you really want to push that forward. You don't want to say, oh, I don't want to sell because I'm afraid. You know, I don't want to overwhelm people with sales. You want to learn to sell without selling and share stories that sell for you and share like we have an email that goes out 
And it's all, it's every time we have like a new website that goes up, we do a video, um, a testimonial, and then that into our website as a blog post. And then that goes out as um, a post and in our email. And so it's a piece of content that's been reshareable, repurposed, but it's got the video in it. And so that goes on the social media and it really shares the story from that person's perspective. I don't have to do anything. I'm not selling you. That person is telling you how great their time was and how great their service was and what they loved about it. So those kind of things are great as well. And you might not have all this content right away, but you can start to plan to get this content. And I try to put it in like my calendar, not as like a thing to do, but like as part of my process. So when I finish a website with someone, when I finish a five day session with someone, I record a video with them, whether we're doing virtual or in person, I'm like, we have to stop. This is part of the end of the day. We're paying the final invoice. That's one thing. <laughs> and then we're doing a video and it's two minutes done and they don't have to do anything. And I ask them a couple questions and they just answer those questions, but that's me creating that content for later. I'm not going to use it right that second, but I know that it's part of my process now and I don't have to worry about, Oh, I should have got that video. Oh, I should call them and ask them for a testimonial. It's already done because I already had it as part of that process. So, it, you know, if you don't have any of that content yet, don't worry about that. Just start putting it as part of your process so that it's another piece of that checklist when you're performing a service or when you're working with someone so that it becomes just something you do. It's not like, oh, I've got to do this extra thing now. I'm like, yes, 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 because I've been kicking my friends, asked my two friends that I'm helping with the business, but she's my housemate. And she's just starting hypnotherapy business. And I'm like, you guys are crazy that you are not asking for testimonials. You are, they're working like with the pro bonus. And that's what they're required from the institute they are in. And they actually provide them clients. And I'm like, you guys need to ask testimonial right away like the next session you're meeting them because they're helping people like with smoking lose weight and like super easy all the stuff and it's all like you can see the results and i'm like you have to ask like you must ask for testimonial the next session you see the person if you're working one-on-one -on -one and you're a coach and right or the like you do five-day boot camp at the last like day before or the last day when the people are up up they are learning yes, the energy right. up you yep. gotta capture this because it's a disservice not to you to those people who will want to work with you and that one yes. testimonial that you don't have they will make a decision or no and they will be stuck in for another year or whatever like yep. it's so powerful like such a there were some wisdom <laughs> I just love email, love testimonies, absolutely. Just grab it. Also, if you don't, if you feel shy, okay. Some people feel shy and they're like, I don't know like, how to ask about it, right? It's a self-worth issue. It's, you can just ask them a question. And was that helpful for you? How was that helpful? And if you don't want to record video, take those notes and then restructure them and, and then come back to that person and say, look, if that, that's what you said, is, can I use this for... Um, it, that's what you just said on the like on the session before. Can I use this for uh, testimonial or feedback on my website or Instagram? Can I put this out? And people will say yes because it was their words. If you just come up with something, they will say I didn't say that right. But when they said that, they will of course they will say yes. Right? And I use I also go back so I didn't have a couple testimonials for some people because sometimes like the end of the day, we're like rushing out the door. It's like, okay, we got to go. <laughs> it was no time for a video. And, and it's hard to get people to do it after the fact. It really is. So as long as you can do it, like as soon as it's happening, like you said, when they're like amped up and they're like, yes, this is amazing. Then that's the best time. But 
the, the couple people I didn't have those videos for. And so I wanted to put something on the website and I was doing pull quotes for my videos. And so I just needed a little, like one line, just one line for this one person. And I just went back to our emails and I just looked at what she had said in emails and people always, they try to be cordial, right? In an email. So they'll say something like, thank you so much for working on the website with me. It was such a great day. You know, they'll say something like that. I'm so relieved it's done. Now I have one question, right? So that's kind of like a pre, you know, it's kind of like a general, like a courteous thing to do, generous thing to do, whatever. When you're writing an email, you start that way, right? So I'm sure a lot of people have gotten emails like that and they have that in their email and they don't have to even ask them, like hunt down the person and be like, okay, can I get a testimonial? They've already given you a testimonial. They said, hey, it was a great day. Hey, I really had fun. Hey, I, I got great results from that. And then there's a but, right? Or there's like a, and I need something. But you don't have to put that part in the testimonial, right? You just answer their question, you move on. But you can go back to those emails and see where someone kind of gave you that praise. And actually when I do, um, I have a maintenance program for my sites and if they need something, they fill in a form and then we do the work for them. And at the bottom of that form, it says, what do we do amazing? And what do we need to improve? And every time I get a ticket, they don't have to fill it in, but a lot of people just, they just do. They're filling in the form, they fill in the bottom. And I get such great compliments from that where people are like, oh, it was, you're amazing. You're so fast. You're so reliable. You know, whatever those quick little notes are. And then I get feedback on, hey, I had a problem with this. You might want to check this, tweak that process, whatever. So I get this feedback and it's almost kind of anonymous because they're just putting it at the end of the form. But it does give me that sense of what we need to work on and if there's an issue and also I have all these great little snippets that I can put on that webpage for the monthly maintenance to show, yeah, people love this and this is what they're saying about it. We are getting close to the end and I would love to hear what are you sharing with us today? I know it's a good membership, right? Yes. So Good. I have a community. It is a link that you have, so you can share that. And it is a free community right now. So it's a great opportunity to join, see if you like it. Sure. I'm doing a, trainings in there all the time. There's events, there's networking. So it's really a lot of fun. And there's also, like I said, free courses and free ebooks in there as well. Yes. Oh, thank you. That is so generous of you. Uh, I love that idea of um, having community and marketing because marketing, it's ongoing process, you guys, that you've uh, done the one course and you're like, okay, I know how to do it. It's, just, it's always just a, in the process. Progress always in the process here. I love and I resonate with you with what you share. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. You are just a so shiny, bright light. I love it. Your energy, it's amazing. You're like so fast, like I am too. And it's so amazing to have those past people in here well, in the Well, thank Sunday. you so much. Oh, thank you so much. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you love this podcast, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review it. And of course, you can get in touch with me everywhere online at purposefulwithdoubleLday.com. And I can't wait to see you next time. Kisses.